Welcome to the IAB podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IAB UK podcast, brought to you with the help of our sponsor, Spotify. I'm James Chandler, Chief Marketing Officer at the IAB, and thanks for joining us for this special Digital Britain episode. Because indeed, not too long ago, on the 19th of April, we ventured north to Manchester to host our third ever Digital Britain conference. We welcome speakers from across the industry to talk about everything from algorithms and AI to post-humanism and strange hotels run by robots. So if you weren't able to make it to Manchester's Bridgewater Hall for the day, or you simply want to relive the memories, over the next 25 minutes or so, we'll turn the mic over to some of our speakers and give you all the best bits. Everything from swaggering Manx Santas to Rack Patel's on-stage playlist epiphany. So joining me for this special episode is my co-host from the day, Jane McNeil, our Chief Operating Officer at IAB UK. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Back on the podcast by popular demand. Uh, And Digital Britain was uh, a first for both of us, wasn't it? Because we're both pretty new. Yes, it was. And what a day we chose. I know. Uh, So um, if you weren't there, it was the hottest day on record this year. Blistering sun in Manchester. And I felt like at every break we were up against the heat to try and get people back down to the to the basement for the presentations. Yeah, absolutely. But they always came back with a smile on the face because they were northern. Yes, they were. And we had a cracking lineup. Uh, everyone from uh, John at the start all the way through to uh, fan favourite of the IB, Tracy Follows, who's just quite brilliant. Oh, it was an amazing lineup, I yeah. have to say. And I think it really reinforced why we went to Manchester. Uh, Not only did we get the most friendly of welcomes, (laughs) but I think John, our CEO, really set the context at the beginning uh, when he shared the recent Advertising Association research into where people uh, who work in advertising are actually from. And the fact is 57% of people who work in advertising don't work in London, but work outside, with the majority of them working in Manchester. So yeah. it was uh, it was so relevant for us to be there. Yeah, and you look at Manchester, it's got a huge agency community, um, as well as a bunch of clients we probably don't talk to with things like, you know, Engage, some of our London-based stuff. There's so many clients, we'll come on to talk about one of them, rental cars, but so many clients we probably don't talk to normally, unless you go and do something like, like Manchester. Yeah, absolutely. And we attracted people from beyond Manchester, I spoke to loads of people that had come down from Glasgow and Edinburgh for the day, yeah. which was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much great stuff to talk about, and we'll, we'll get into all of it. I mean, but one of the themes that did come up was um, this idea of trust, which, of course, the AA is doing a whole stream of work on well and sort of trust in overall advertising. Uh, Ali Stewart from ShareThrough had that um, fantastic example, depending on how you look at it. Uh, he was saying that uh, some research they'd done said that people would rather lose their pinky finger than they would their smartphone. Incredible. Yeah, it was an incredible stat, but <laughs> I could certainly have done without the visual image that went with it, which uh, still makes me feel a bit queasy. Oh, and he, and he, um, he went on to talk about the ad experience as well, which is obviously something we are hugely passionate about um, uh, with the gold standard and trying to improve the, the whole ad experience. But he, he kind of buckled down on that and... and kind of said well if you don't get the experience right you know how you expect people to understand the the, the value that this ad funded internet uh gives you um but but i thought he was great but we're, we're going to go on and talk about all the other speakers as well ali was one of over 15 speakers we 
happened on stage in Manchester, we managed to pin some of them down uh, to ask some pressing questions about big trends and buzzwords that are taking the industry by storm. So I'm Ali Stewart, I'm Managing Director for Amir at ShareThrough. So today I talked about regaining user trust. So as an industry we often think about what we can do and not very much about whether we should. So thinking about the three sort of ways of, of regaining user trust, being uh, respectful of people's data, thinking about ad experiences that don't detract from the content experience of, of the site they're on, and then also investing in quality journalism. So I think uh, augmented reality is something that doesn't get quite as much press as some other things. I feel like that it's a way of really sort of finding a frictionless way of interacting with our environment, sort of taking all the best bits of, of our mobile devices, the access to information and the notification layer, but removing the interface. And then something I think is being overhyped. I feel like Amara's law really comes into play here where things are overhyped in the short term and, and underestimated in the long term. And I feel like blockchain is in that moment of, of overhype right now. It has a huge amount of potential to sort of restructure the way online transparency and ad advertising works. But right now, I just don't feel it's quite ready. Hi, uh, I'm Sophie. I am Trends and Insights Director at Mindshare uh, for the UK part of the business. Uh, today, I have been at the IAB uh, event to talk about trends and actually all the new technologies that are coming through. You know, does that differ, for example, um, around the country? How do different people react to different technologies? Um, and yet yeah, there's some, some market differences around the UK that we need to be aware of. So something that I think is going to be big in digital, but we're not talking about so much, at least, is uh, visual search. Um, and I think, you know, the future of search is talked about at the moment. Voice is really top of the agenda. But I do think sometimes the, the visual search kind of AI element of search um, is also getting overlooked. And it's just not something that consumers really uh, know enough about at the moment and are using. And then something I think, uh, oh, it's being overhyped. <laughs> VR is a good a good example for me, I would say, in that, you know, it's been on our radar for a very long time in the marketing industry. We've probably been talking around it for a good five years or so now. However, you know, it still hasn't really hit the market yet for, for consumers, certainly nowhere near mainstream, um, for lots of different reasons, really, in terms of the actual kit being very expensive, quite uncomfortable, uh, and it just doesn't really feel like a very um, natural experience, which um, is kind of the point of virtual reality kind of being taken out of your everyday. But for some people, it's a bit too much. So, you know, AR for us is a more realistic path at the moment. It's just more accessible for people via mobile phones at the moment. Uh, obviously, lots of the digital companies are investing heavily in this area to make it more accessible, make it easier for brands to design things with their developer kits. Um, so AR really, um, in the immediate term, is more of something that we kind of are flagging. My favourite Manchester band, Gotta Be Oasis, um, it's kind of my, my era, I guess, really, from when I was growing up and I was a teenager. So, yeah, it's just, it's just yeah, no, there's, there's none to match them. Here at the IAB, we are big supporters of digital audio. We have a standalone audio advisory group and, of course, this podcast – so it was only right to have a chunk of the Digital Britain agenda dedicated to exploring the rising importance of digital audio with slots from Spotify and Global's DAX. And Rack from Spotify's talk was uh, definitely one to remember, wasn't it? Yes, as was his dancing. <laughs> 
he did give us some moves, actually. Um, so for those that weren't there, so Rack took to the stage, demanded that the soundtrack be turned up uh, three or four times, uh, and I've got this shot of him. He sort of stood there, eyes closed, hands above his head. Uh, this soundtrack's blaring out, and it's just sort of this slightly biblical moment of Rack on this stage, sort of conducting this audience. I mean, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was brilliant, um, but it was not only engaging, it was mm. so informative and mm. inspiring. And uh, certainly since then, I've created several playlists of my own and wow. uh, and really kind of, I think one of the most impressive things uh, about what Rack spoke to us about was really the power of music mm. and how you can use it to elicit emotion, yeah. which was really very powerful. And their data story is amazing. I mean, not just from the point of view of brands and advertisers and how you can use it but their own brand campaigns he talked about that playlist for gingers that yes. was with Ed Sheeran or something. so they've got loads and loads of stuff I think they're a brilliant company who use data really well uh, and I'm glad you're creating playlists because Rack was even recommending his own Rack's banging house set volumes one to seven uh, I don't know if you've gone to that one yet or? not yet James <laughs> it's, on, it's on the list when you finish creating your own um, and as I mentioned in the intro we also heard from Dax about that incredible power of voice Consumers are now and are talking about how they expect their brands to talk to them in unique voices. And a piece of research we did with MTM, speaking to over 250 advertising agencies, advertisers and creative agency people said that they're now, 70% of those people said they're now exploring creating ads specifically for voice. What I loved about it was the, the guy on stage who took typefaces and brought them to life uh, using his voice. He had things like Comic Sans and Times New Roman. Uh, I thought it was lovely the way they did it. Oh, he was incredibly mm. engaging, but their whole presentation was superb yeah. uh, because it was also so informative. Um, they genuinely shared information about digital audio that certainly I wasn't aware of, not only the scale, but the effectiveness. Yeah. It was a, a very strong presentation. Yeah, and I think um, as all of these things start, I mean, the, our, our audio advisory group's, what, a couple of years old now, uh, but, but and we'll come on to talk about digital out of home a little bit later on, but as other things become digital... You know, it's not just about laptops and, and mobile phones for us, is it? Absolutely. And, you know, it's very important to think about it all, world mm. without screens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's hear from a few more of our esteemed thinkers on what's occupying their thoughts when it comes to digital at the moment. Hi, I'm Lucy Barber from Dunhumby, where I'm Director of Brand Media, uh, formerly of Agency Side, where I was Head of Digital at CARA. So the focus of my part of the panel today was talking about the capabilities of programmatic, what I'm excited about, what I'm frustrated about in terms of data and where I think programmatic will really help us lead in terms of better advertising um, and a better overall advertising message for society as well through better data insights. Hi, I'm Catherine Barry. I work at Google on the DoubleClick Ad Exchange side. Uh, so I basically work on the programmatic side. I moderated a panel with some great guests from Index Exchange, Rubicon, uh, The Guardian, and Dunhumby, and they had some really interesting thoughts about why they think it's been successful for advertisers and shared some great anecdotes. I really liked what Lucy talked about with a credit card company, and she was really passionate about how we need to change the mom brief up and uh, be more smart about how we use the tools that we have. And then we talked about the supply chain and how uh, gave a few tips on how you can navigate that, like making sure that you understand which partners you're working with and you know the transparency that's involved and uh, the decisions that you need to make to do that. So one thing I think um, is already 
already huge in digital, but that we are not talking about enough in terms of planning and advertising capabilities is gaming and gamification. It's a huge part of what people are doing online, but also just in part of the real world. And the opportunities of gamification have been well recognised by kind of game theory in science and research and rapid ideation and development, but it's something that we still are not tapping into well um, from a planning and activational perspective. So I think we are talking about it and it's apps in general, but I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is and it's a massive opportunity that a lot of advertisers just haven't jumped on on and keep giving themselves reasons why it won't work. But gaming works, uh, people use it, they love, they spend a lot of time on it. The brand, we've got some studies coming out where branding metrics are really good in, in apps. So I'm hoping that people will finally embrace it because it is where consumers are spending a lot of their time. One thing that I think is being rather overhyped is probably blockchain, as unpopular it is to say that perhaps. Um, I think that the opportunity is enormous, but I think that the iterations of it, whilst early, are bad in, in the main. Um, so I would like to see people thinking less about how can I go quickly to market with blockchain and more, what's the really exciting thing that I could do that may not be instant, but that I can get to if we work on it. One thing that is overhyped. That's always tough because I struggle with You need people to innovate and to push things forward and you don't want to stop them from doing that. But sometimes you have to make choices on where you put resources behind. And uh, I think a lot of things are being pushed forward to do with transparency, uh, like blockchain. And I probably jump on that train as well. I know Lucy said that too. Favorite Manchester band. So I should say Oasis because it's probably the only band I've ever known. But I do really like Take That and that's super cheesy, I know, but I like them. My favorite Manchester band is probably Joy Division because love will tear us apart. So it only seems right to finish by looking to the future, as we did uh, on the day itself. And I guess part of the reason why the IAB exists is to make digital advertising better today, but also to help brands and advertisers figure out uh, what's going to happen in the future and what the future holds, and who better to come and tell them that than um, the brilliant futurist Tracy Follows It is time for us to make digital feel more alive. We have to start treating digital as part of a living system, not just part of an information system. And Tracy went into all sorts of stuff. She talked about this hotel that was run by robots that was just like devoid of any sort of emotion. You had a dinosaur on reception. And her point was that actually with digital, we've just got a bit into making things efficient rather than making things sort of human, uh, which I think is probably a fair point, isn't it? Yes, and the example that she gave of the alternative to Google Maps, which is rather than using the most (laughs) efficient way to get from A to B, Uh... you could use the most sensory way of getting from A to B. So not entirely sure what that would smell like uh, in London, but... You know, I'm sure it would be worth a go. It was the smell of cities. I mean, it's just absolutely bizarre, isn't it? But yeah, maybe a different way than the efficiency point. Um, I love the way she put stuff as well. She, she, she sort of put stuff up for you to think about as provocations. And I thought, I really love that. Anyway, um, we could talk all day about Tracy. She was fantastic. But we should talk about, you know, the event overall. I thought it was a brilliant mix of... Um, you know, different perspectives, uh, starting with Sophie Harding at Mindshare, who gave that sort of fantastic take on the Northwest in terms of the trend stuff that Mindshare have done. Oh, it was a perfect uh, scene setter for media consumption outside London. 
Yeah, followed on from John Nice, who sort of talked about that it's not all about uh, all about London. Uh, Dr. Peter Day from Quantcast did an epic job of explaining AI, but he also had that brilliant story around the neck brace that he was wearing as well. Yes, uh, a very <laughs> endearing story. He came on stage in um, a very high-tech neck brace. Yes, it was. Uh, and made it very clear that they actually had nothing wrong with him. Uh, he was purely wearing it because uh, his young daughter had mm. needed to wear a neck brace, and the only way they could get her to wear it is if he wore it too. It was lovely, wasn't it? I'll tell you what I loved. I loved the um, digital out-of-home session with Manchester City Council and Ocean Outdoor. I thought they were great. Oh, Catherine and Jen did an yeah. amazing job. Mm. They just totally nailed it. Yeah. They absolutely showed the power of out of home, not Mm. only to convey serious messages such as litter, but also to um, get, you know, a whole city behind Mm. them emotionally with the power of we love Manchester. Yeah, um, after that that stadium tragedy. I mean, it was brilliant. She talked about how, you know, what are essentially these big poster things um, that are plugged into the ground in the city this sort of the fabric of the city I mean I thought I thought it was lovely the way they brought it to life a power of audio was fantastic and we should talk about Dan Robb from Mental Cars he was in conversation uh, Andy Bark from Google was interviewing him I thought they were great Oh, they were. They were so open and honest and natural together as well yeah. they clearly know each other very well Yes. Um, huh. but Dan shared with us you know very openly all the opportunities that he's got at rental cars as well as some of the challenges, Mm. not least of which he has 200 open job vacancies. So if anyone is looking for a job in Manchester rentalcars.com He'd delight to hear from you and he talked about how they've sort of nailed the bottom of the funnel bit um, but it's probably got some work to do in building brands, but it's still a really young company. And I love the the bit where he's saying, you know, you stand in the queue to get your rental car because they want to save some insurance. So why don't they do that bit, you know, and, and try and make this whole problem uh, go away with digital? So I thought, I thought Dan and Andy were, were really good as well. And of course, as we've talked about, we ended the day with uh, looking into... Tracy follows his crystal ball, which I thought was amazing. Um, so let's end by hearing from the last speakers we managed to catch for a chat on the day, starting with the person you've just heard all about, the brilliant Tracy Follows. I'm Tracy Follows, I'm a futurist, and I run my own futures consultancy called Future Made. So very briefly, what I'm going to talk about is how we need to think about digital in a broader sense, so that digital is part of not just an information system, but a, a biological system. What is going to be the biggest thing will be the, um, the blending, the merging of information technologies with biology and the life sciences. So we've been in information technology paradigms for about the last 50 years, and now we're moving into a new technological paradigm, which is information biology. Now, I don't think that is hyped up at all, but what I do think is hyped up is um, almost any sort of uh, solely techie digital technology like virtual reality or augmented reality they will no doubt be important in the future but for the next 10 years i think it's going to be slow progress hi i'm uh, daniel robb i'm the cmo for rentalcars.com and i'm andy bark i'm head of agencies for the north of england for google so um having heard all of the presentations today i think our goal is really to kind of reprise them but to look at it from a client's perspective. And I think everything's been coming from a media owner agency perspective. I think we're going to give a view on how we have to navigate the same problems just from the client side. 
From our perspective, you know, obviously with Google Home coming out, I think from our, for, for us, it, you know, our agencies that we're speaking to are talking a lot about uh, about voice, and that's key in their minds. You know, you know, voice in what comes out of that at the back end, and then we're still talking. And I know Dan's got different views on this, but we're still talking a lot about uh, attribution. Um, so, you know, cross-device attribution, attribution of, uh, you know, whether it's last click, whether it's first click, whether it's, uh, you know, a bathtub you know, um, attribution modeling. You know, I think that's, that's another one that's uh, large in the agency's minds anyway. Yeah, it's a really good question about what we should be talking about. I think uh, for us uh, and working in a very hardware-centric business, I'm really interested in how technology is making its way into what was fairly dumb technology, like a car, for example. So all of that's very exciting. You look at everything that Tesla's doing, uh, everything that's voice-activated, I think is super interesting for us. I think when we look at things that are overhyped, we talk a lot about programmatic still, and I think the navigation through that area is becoming much clearer and therefore maybe we don't need to talk about that as much as we have. Everyone's talking about machine learning, everyone's talking about AI. In reality, people's ability to harness that is very small as an individual business, but it's very large in terms of harnessing big businesses' use of machine learning. Companies like Google, who are so proficient at, uh, and already way ahead of the curve on that, uh, is enough for us actually. Um, so uh, my band uh, is somebody I grew up with as a kid and listened to a lot and I was very fortunate that when we opened the Google office we actually invited them to come in and play in our office and they came in and played for an hour and then we sat and ate pork pies and drank beer afterwards and it's the Inspiral Carpets. I'm very old uh, and God rest his soul, Marky Smith died this year so mine is the fall. That concludes episode nine of the IAB UK podcast. Thanks to Manchester for having us. I'm certain we'll be back in the future. And thank you for listening. We hope you feel enlightened and inspired by all the goings on at this year's Digital Britain. Thanks to our sponsor, Spotify. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then please subscribe and spread the word to anyone who you think might also find it useful. And if you feel like leaving us a comment or a rating, we'd be absolutely delighted because this helps other people find these episodes too. And as ever, if you want more information on what the IAB does or how you can get in touch with us, find us online at iabuk.com or at IABUK on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you in two weeks for episode 10 and our series one finale. Thanks very much for listening. The IAB podcast from SNK Studios.